Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robin Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each week I bring you a dynamic guest, and tonight we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Sally Marks, and she is a public relations expert and the owner of Marks Public Relations. The award-winning journalist graduated with honors from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University and has published articles in a variety of publications from the popular Phoenix Home and Garden Magazine to the international publication Living Buddhism. Her screenplays, The Hair, Voices from Hell, and Gay for a Day, have garnered five awards in local, national, and international competition. Erase Negativity, co-written with Jacqueline Howard, is her first self-improvement book. Welcome to Diva Strategies for Success, Sally. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Oh, I'm happy to be a part of it. So um, why the topic of the book is Erase Negativity, Embrace the Magic Within. Why did you write the book? You know, it's interesting because I... My friend Jackie and I, that, that co-wrote the book with me, we were kind of self-help aficionados. And we were chatting on the phone, you know, because we'd had good luck with the uh, reading books. But we knew there were a lot of people out there that really still suffered. And we brainstormed and thought, well, what about those people that have terrible emotional pain and, and they're very negative? You know, they can't just flip a switch. What could they do? And we thought, you know what, they really need to write a book that addresses the root of the problem, which is negativity. And from that thought, we since there was no book out there that we knew of, we decided we were the ones that had to write it. Wow, that's good. Had you or Jackie considered writing a self-help book prior to that conversation? You know, it's pretty funny because, no, I had a lot of friends tell me that I should write a book like that, and I, and I wanted to write comedy. I said, no, no, I want comedy. And Jackie, she doesn't even like to to write at all. So although a psychic had told her that she would actually be a co-author of a, of a significant book, but no, nope, uh, neither of us really had wanted to do it. But it's just one of those things that drops in your lap and you, you pick up the ball and you thought, you know what, if we don't do it, it might not get done. That's our mission. So we did it. So what was so important about that conversation that you still remember? You know, it really was. I think we all have a few of these really, truly mystical moments in our life. And when I was talking to Jackie on the phone about it, at the same time we both got chills. And I always joke I have, like, really hairy arms. And when I get goosebumps, the hair on my arms just goes straight up from the static electricity. And it was this really mystical moment that we just knew, you know, that in spite of whether we wanted to or not, we needed, we were receiving a calling to do this. So, right. yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. Well, that's cool. Why, why do you feel it's so important to develop optimism? You know, there's... So many things. It's not just uh, as some people call woo-woo science. There's health, uh, better relationships, success. The the list just goes on and on. Even doctors now say that developing optimism is as important to our health as almost anything else we can do. 
Yeah. Why do you say, uh, what do you say when folks claim that optimism is a form of denial? I've heard that lots of times. Oh, you and me both. (laughs) But I just don't see it that way. Optimism, to me, is a way to approach situations with an eye on success. And uh, we both believe that you attract what you believe, think about. So if you're negative, guess what you're attracting? So, yeah. you know, That's I just true. want to think, how can I turn this into something more useful, something more positive? And uh, so it's just taking it and switching it on its head. Yeah, I know I don't allow any negative people in my life, you know, because it just it's almost like they drain your energy. Did you ever... Do you ever feel that when you have someone that's so negative in your presence? Yes, and and I'm a pretty empathetic person, and so I have had to do things to really prevent that, you know, kind of imagining a white bubble around me. But prior to that, I I would actually get sometimes sick from from it. I would give me headaches or, or just drained of, I would feel like my life force was being sucked right out of me, so... (laughs) <laughs> yes, I, I absolutely think that can happen, and you have to do something to stave it off. Yeah, I know uh, a couple times what I've done is I've kicked in my head and gone from my head down in front of my body, and somebody else, that person will say, what are you doing? I said, I'm putting a glass in front of me so no negative thoughts can penetrate to my body. Nah. And they, say, they sort of jump back thinking, because a lot of times I think people don't know they're really being negative. Um, Do you think women are more prone to negativity than men? You know, I get asked that question a lot, and so I've done some research. And believe, surprisingly enough, it's pretty equal. The men are, you know, I think we might manifest it in different ways. But when it comes to negativity, it's just as likely to happen to a man as a woman. Do you think it happens at different ages? more than, you know, is there, or is it all ages that experience it, experience it? You know, I'm continuing to do research on this uh, topic, and I know for, I'll say, my mother's generation, and, and probably other generations as well, that if you put all your self worth on something like, say, you're a good looking person, or a man, you're a wealthy person or powerful person, and you base it on these things that could go away, like good looks, energy, then yeah, as you get older or less powerful, whatever, um, you are going to get more negative because you've based your self-worth on these things that, that can't possibly stay with you. So, But it really depends on the person. And I've seen some people that started out good that turned into grouches or grouchy people that really worked on issues and became more positive as they age. So, But we can all make a change, and that's the most important thing. What are some of the tips people can use to erase negativity? You know, I tell people that if they could do nothing else than follow these three tips that I have in the first chapter of the book, then they will make a significant change difference in allowing more optimism into their lives and the first one is just being aware of the problem because you said you know something earlier that there are a lot of people they don't even realize they're being negative it's because it's just so much a part of them and so i just tell people just take a, a short period of time and just think about what are you thinking about and when you realize 
just how much negativity is either coming out of your thinking or your speech or your actions, then you can do something about it. But so step number one is simply being aware. And then once you're aware, step number two is erase and replace. And that it's just you take something and you try to spin it on its head and turn it into something more positive. So instead of saying, well, I, for myself, I use this example a lot, I gained weight as a, in middle age. And then I would say, oh, I'm so fat, you know, I need to lose weight, all these really disparaging things. And so instead I would say I, I um, choose to, to make a healthier choice or I love it when I make healthy choices. And I just say it over and over, think it over and over again until it becomes a pattern in my brain. And then instead of reaching for a candy bar, I grab an apple instead. But you can use this for anything. You just try to find a a positive slant and switch it around. And uh, so that's what I call the erase and replace. And then the third one, which I get a a lot of flack about, but it's really very powerful, is to smile. And especially when you don't want to, because the very act of smiling, whether it's sincere or not, but hopefully you'll work on making it more sincere as time goes on, you release endorphins and you do become happier and you're easier to approach. And uh, it really works miracles. Uh, So those three things of uh, becoming aware of the problem, erase and replace, and smiling. And you'll be on the road to being a much happier person. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes you smile at someone, you can just make their day, too, you know? Yeah, I love, I love babies, baby, happy babies, that they just look at you and they'll smile, that that just beautiful smile. I mean, and who could not be melted by that? But but any smile. People and the people, they, what's, there's a saying about that, but the person who needs it the most, um, you know, to go ahead and offer it, so... You know, what the heck? It costs nothing. That's right. Why are thoughts, speech, and actions important? You know, I saved this quote by Confucius that answers that question beautifully, and I I have it um, in my office. And it's, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny. And so there you have it. And you start with one stinky thought, and before you know it, you're a big old grouch. So change that destiny and start with a good thought. What is the book, uh, the basic premise of the book, and how is it organized? You know, we take the opinion, Jackie and I, that no one's born negative. I mean, there's some crabby babies in the world, but for the most part, we're not born negative, and we we feel it's a learned response, and so we take the viewpoint that if negativity is learned, then erasing it and replacing it with a more constructive and affirmative life pattern can be learned as well. So, And then each chapter offers a unique example of negativity that can be erased and transformed into a happier and healthier mindset, and these are by... Uh, examples of people, little mini biographies in each chapter. And then at the end of each chapter, there's a little step-by-step guide on how to eliminate it, hopelessness, and, and become happier. 
Oh, and it's probably written in layman's terms that they can understand it too, and and make it make sense to them. You know, absolutely. There's nothing to me anyway worse than reading some a self help book that reads like a, somebody's research paper. That, right. that I I think that they should be easy to understand. That should be entertaining. Doesn't have to be necessarily happy, but at least easy to read. So people want to make it a part of their lives. So absolutely, I I remember one thing when I was in journalism school because it, you know in creative writing they're always telling you use these really fancy words, but in journalism they say write to express, not to impress. And so when yeah. I write, I try to 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 do it in a way that's entertaining and and interesting to the reader. Because it's already enough work to try to change certain habits without having to go to your dictionary and look up every other word. Is the book a bunch of tips? No, that was one of the things that we made sure that we we did. We what we did is we interviewed different people that had overcome situations, and then we uh, you know used their story. So each. Each chapter is a story of a real person. In some cases, we did change the names, but every person is is a real person. And how they had, and starting usually with some awful thing in their life, and then how they uh, work to to work, move through it. And because I think we learn best by other people's examples. I think that's one of the reasons we like reality TV. And but there are a few very very simple tips at the end of each chapter, but it's mostly these mini stories of different people, and they're really quite a range. They, they're they from truly from meth addicts to millionaires. So I think that no matter who reads it, they're going to see something um, that reminds them of themselves, at least a little bit, at least one of them. Well, I think the great thing about it when somebody reads the story, they'll they'll realize, oh my God, I'm not alone. Somebody else has been through that themselves, and look what happened. Look how they came out of it. So there's hope for me, you know, kind of thing. Yes, because it's like you said, we learn from others. So a lot of times people are out there thinking they're facing it alone. So I love those kind of stories where people share their stories because they do help others. Oh, and what is your what is your background? Are you a psychologist? You could probably tell by the way I talk that I'm not <laughs> I'm a writer, not a therapist. And I do like to make sure that I let people know that uh, if there is someone that has serious depression or different issues, you know, they can use the book, but not to ignore therapy, you know, with whatever they're going on. However, um I do think that the book's a good complement to do in conjunction with with counseling, and it has been endorsed by psychiatrists, psychologists, and even um, uh, an MD. And so we went with that to make sure that we weren't saying anything that would go against any medical treatment. But no, um, I, I'm a, a journalist, a writer, and, and Jackie's a teacher. And uh, we, we take kind of a, kind of like when you have an issue and you have like a best friend or a favorite aunt or someone who offers advice but it's they're not quoting you know med- medical terminology they're just giving you old-fashioned advice that's that's more like what we do 
Um, how can people get the book? And uh, tell us the full name of the book again. Sure, because it's a little bit of a long name. It's Erase Negativity, and then the subtitle is And Embrace the Magic Within. Although if you Google it and just do Erase Negativity, it shows up pretty well. And it's you can get it through Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can get it through our website. There are different bookstores throughout the U.S., and I'm working on one actually even in the U.K. at this point. But probably the best thing is just to, to go ahead and Google it or go to my blog and email me, and they can tell me where they're at. But um, but again, it's Erase Negativity and Embrace the Magic Within. And the website is ErasedNegativity.com. And how can they email you? And if is they, your blog on your website as well? Yeah, if they go to my blog, it's uh, they can uh, reach me that way. And I think it's um, comicsal at gmail. And the blog is erasenegativity.blogspot.com. Uh, so we, I kept using that, erase negativity, so people could find it pretty easily. Or they can just go ahead and email me at comicsal, C-O-M-I-C-S-A-L-L, at gmail.com. And I'd be happy oh, to Questions. Take you guys to write the book. I think it was. You know, it's funny. We got almost all the way through it, and then there was a few months there that we weren't sure how many chapters. But I would say it was less than two years, so probably about a year and a half. Did you self-publish it, or did you get it published? We did it through Create Space, and then I have an e-version on uh, Smashwords. Oh, so they can uh, they can get it that, uh, as it is that the e version that they can read on Kindle and things like that. Yes, that was the first way it came out, and then uh, because I know there's just a big interest in that now, um, but the paperback version is through Create Space, so they can find it there. Oh, good. That's good. That gives them a lot of choices. So uh, tell me about the the plays you wrote. What happened with those and are you writing more? Yes, I, it's kind of funny because I threw everything I could into the book for for probably oh two years, and and it's got some serious topics. I mean, it is about erasing negativity, but you know some of the stories you know started kind of sad, and so I really needed a little bit of a relief, and so I enjoy writing comedy. So right now I'm working on a spec script for. Modern Family, and I have a um, a pilot, TV pilot, that I am revising to. So I'm working on a little bit of comedy, but always trying to promote the book too. And then the the other screenplays and stuff. I I'm I, I'm always you know writing is always revising. It seems like. But wow. have you always wanted to be a writer? Pretty much. I tell I tease people and I said, you know, I come from a family of business people and accountants and stuff and I and I learned pretty early on I I couldn't add but I could spell. So <laughs> I knew I had to do something because I, I certainly wasn't going to be able to be an accountant. And but yes, I pretty much knew since I was 10 years old that I wanted to be a writer. It was just a matter of of what type of writing. And so how did you figure out what type of writing was best for you? Well, some of it's hit and miss. <laughs> PR is how I earn my daily bread. 
and the uh and, and I was so happy to actually get into that that line of work. I started out thinking I was going to be a a newspaper reporter, but I think I told you I was pretty sensitive and I was covering my first murder case and I thought, you know what? I can't do this. Um I just too sensitive. So, I thought I want to you know, concentrate on something where I can have happier topics, have a little bit more control. And so then I uh, went to public relations. And then from there, I also, you know, do the, wrote the book and the scripts, and which are more for fun. I mean, of course, I want to sell them one day, but, I, you know, you have to be realistic. Cost, they have to pay millions, and so your chances aren't as good. But, no, I haven't given up. You never know, right? And. Uh, so uh, what kind of client, Sally, do you look for mostly for your PR company? I I specialize in small business the, uh, and really almost anybody. I, you know, I have shopping centers and professionals, retail. I've got, um, you know, hair salons and schools. I like, I really enjoy promoting schools because I think ha- helping people uh, pick the right school and get the right career going is so important because we spend so much time of our, you know, adult life especially working. So I enjoy that. But I, I can pretty much promote anything. It's, uh, do, you have a separate, do you have a separate website for your PR business at all? You know, I, right now I just have it as part of the book. Um, okay, so on that website, erasenegativity.com, there's probably a place they can click to find out more about other things you're doing. Yes, that's how I have it right now. And um, at some point I'll probably go back. I did actually have a separate website, but I was putting so much effort into the book that I just made it a part of that. But, but yes, they can find out pretty much everything about no matter what I do by going to that website. <laughs> Well, I think that this book is great. I'm sure that the people who have read it, it's helped to change their lives. Um, And, you know, because like I said, I think in today's world, the more negative people we can change to positive, the better world it'll be. And I know I... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I I just agree with you totally. and And a lot of it is, that a lot of people that don't know they're negative, and the book, of course, is taking the approach that the person reading the book is the one that's trying to become more positive because as much as we would like to point the finger at someone else, really it it has to start with us, and I do think that then it can become contagious and have an effect on our environment, but we can't change other people, but we can change ourselves, and, you know, becoming more positive one person at a time, uh, that's yeah, how it's got to be. And I and I also think if they surround themselves with positive people, eventually some of that positiveness will run off to them. Do you agree? Absolutely. In fact, there's a whole chapter on uh, who we let into our environment, like friends, for instance, and that was the chapter where the gal, it's probably one of the sadder chapters, but it has a happy ending, who was a meth addict and had been molested as a young girl and had so many terrible things. And, of course, as one would expect, uh, she 
got involved with people on drugs and then became a drug addict herself because she, I think, didn't have a good enough opinion of herself that the only ones that would accept her, you know, would have are people that had drug addiction. So it really led her down a very unfortunate path, but she did overcome it. But, yes, who we let in is our friends. Now, we can't always control the family. <laughs> right. But right. as far as friendships, uh, absolutely, a good friend can so change our lives. And as our, in ourselves, as a good friend, we can change other people's lives. So, But, yes, who we let in is very, very important. What about, have you ever run across somebody that, who may not be so negative, but the, the, they don't ever smile. So everybody always thinks they're angry. What kind of advice would you give them? Well, I think with a compliment somehow about their smile, uh, you know, because some people might have some issues, I mean, if they like their teeth or something, but if you can um, coach them to, coax them to smile and say, oh, my goodness, when you smile, your eyes just sparkle or something, some sincere compliment, so they they really feel the the difference. And um, and then of course I write articles about it. And I remember this fellow from New Zealand who was actually a pretty nice guy. He said, but he'd not really thought about how much he smiled until he read one of my blogs. So he went out shopping and um, made it a, a an attempt to really think about smiling more. And he said the difference of how people reacted to him was, was so incredibly positive and so a lot of times it's it's more a matter of just being aware and making those extra efforts but um his letter was so beautiful i it's somewhere in one of my old blog posts yeah, that makes it well great so let's give them your website one more time because on that website is everything about my guest today Sally Marks, who is a public relations expert, owner of Marks Public Relations, and also the uh, co-author of a book called Erase Negativity and Embrace the Magic Within. So, Sally, give them your website and email again. Sure. It's erasenegativity.com, and uh, they can email me at comicsal at gmail.com, C-O-M-I-C-S-A-L-L, at gmail.com. Well, Sally, it's hard to believe, but our time is almost up, and I am so happy that we got to chat today. Sounds, I can't wait to look at your website and look at some of the things you're doing. Um, and thank you so much for being on the show. As I said every week, I try to find dynamic women, and you certainly have... Uh, are one of them and have, are doing a lot to change the world, and I totally appreciate that. Oh, I enjoy being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, next week uh, on the 20th, the show shifts to Monday. Uh, my guest will be Allison Mead, and her new book is called Searching for Sassy, an L.A. book psychic tales of life, lust, and love. So that should be kind of interesting, and Again, I look forward to when you get your next book for you to call me and get back on the show again. Absolutely. Thank you, and have a great day. Bye now. Bye-bye.